I worked with Mr. Overstar, and uh, again, for people with short memories, you might recall uh, that I even agreed. I kind of held my nose, and, uh, and it wasn't the bill I would have done, but I felt in the interest of the country, in the interest of, the, of moving forward with legislation, I would support his effort, and on a Wednesday, we, uh, we were about to announce on a Thursday that uh, the next day that uh, we're moving forward and going to pass uh, the bill. And that's when I got a visit from <laughs> Mr. LaHood, who told us that President Obama would only agree to an 18-month uh, extension. And uh, that was horrible for, for Chairman Overstar at the time. It was horrible for the country. I've often said, if they had passed that bill, and the magnitude of that bill, and also streamline it, because you have to streamline, and that's an important part of the policy that we have. If you, you can put all, throw all the money you want at projects, and if you can't, uh, if you can't uh, do the project, and you can't, uh, folks, the, the, one of the most important things that we've done is we've educated Congress and America about what shovel rent is. It's become a national joke. Shovel ready is red tape and paperwork. You can't, you can't do anything uh, if uh, you can throw all the money at projects if you can't move the project forward. So I think uh, um, if they had done that, I wouldn't be chairman because people would be working. Could you imagine a, a half a trillion dollars in the economy for projects that would actually get done? Do you know that last October there was still 35% of the $63 billion in stimulus transportation infrastructure money sitting in the federal treasury here? So again, you have to have not only a good plan, but you've got to also have good policy that moves projects forward. And our bill has just that. First of all, we take programs that work like TIFI, and I think there's bipartisan, bicameral agreement. And don't let anyone tell you that Micah wasn't bipartisan in this process. I went to Beckley, West Virginia, the first uh, hearing that I did. I've never been to Beckley. I don't want to go back. <laughs> it's a great, uh, actually, it's not too bad about it. But uh, it's Mr. Ray Hall's district, and that's where we held the first hearing. I went across the country. Uh, I heard members request, we, we did a bipartisan bicameral hearing. Uh, in um, Los Angeles with my good uh, soulmate, uh, Barbara Boxer. <laughs> you know, I'll do anything to pass this bill. <laughs> and actually, she hasn't been uh, too bad to work with, I, I have to say, you know, and she's, she is, uh, she's gotten her bill through the Senate. Uh, it, it is not the bill that I want. It's lacking. It's a two-year bill. It's $54.5 billion for two years. The money runs out in 18 months. I just got a report from staff that there's a $5 billion miscalculation. They're short in financing it. And then you bankrupt the trust fund. Is that responsible? I don't think so. Does it get people to work? No. It's not what we really need now. You need a long-term commitment of getting the money back that people are paying at the pump in gas tax back into projects as quickly as you can and building infrastructure without paying for a lot of red tape, paperwork, and overhead. One of the cornerstones of our bill and, uh, fiscal, and, and fiscal responsibility is the consolidation of programs. We started out, Jim, you know, with six basic programs. We're now at 130. Sometimes we ought to get a tour with Burnley. You haven't been in the new building, but you can probably get the tour of 
the bureaucracy at DOT that's been built. One time, uh, not too long ago, I think it was last summer, I had an intern and I took him to a speech with me downtown. The kid's sitting there, he's one of the neatest observations in all my time in politics. Kid's sitting there and he's looking, we're going down here, uh, uh, Constitution. He says, Mr. Michael, what are all these buildings? I said, well, that's the Department of Labor, that's the Department of Education, that's the Department of Justice. And we went all the way down. He says, what did they do? <laughs> Think about that. What do they do? They're pushing paperwork. They don't produce anything. So our proposal is to consolidate some of those programs. You'd think I would, uh, I'm doing away with sliced bread as you know it. Uh, just, just a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of end pieces. Uh, I'd like to do more, but, uh, but uh, that's the proposal is some consolidation. The other thing is we've got programs that work like TIFIA. We can make them work better and we can expand the money that would leverage the money. If you don't have it, now there are very few people that can go out and pay, you know, just a hard cash for a, their own house. Uh, maybe Jim Burnley and a couple of others. Birdman <laughs> and a couple of others here can spend that kind of money. A lot of people have to leverage, you have to finance, find creative ways to do it. But the federal government can do the same thing. And why would I create a, a federal infrastructure bank that takes it costs you $270 million, $270 million would take a year to set up, hundreds of bureaucrats, then come on bended knees with you know, your paws like this and beg some bureaucrat to do a project out there. But I already have TIFIA. When 20, what is it, 29 states uh, uh, or more have existing infrastructure banks, duh, what they don't have is the money. So what we can do is put a little bit more of that stream of revenue, that taxpayer existing stream in there, make those uh, projects work. Look at other projects that don't work at all. RIF, and I don't want to pass just a highway bill. In the past, they, they passed just a highway bill, and that's the wrong thing to do. You need to have a multimodal approach. Rail is just as important, and it can take a lot of strain and pain off the, the highway. But we have $36 billion in a RIF loan in capacity that's not being used because the terms are, are not usable. So we can take uh, uh, programs that don't work and make them work. We can take another, ports are so important. Ports, you know, we should have maritime highways. We should uh, be uh, moving uh, much more of our heavy stuff by, by uh, uh, short sea shipping. I have to be careful saying that one. <laughs> there are a lot of innovative approaches to, to transportation that we should be supporting that we aren't supporting. But listen to this, the Harbor Maintenance Trust Fund, $6 billion in capacity, and what they do is play little games. We collect the fees from the ports and then we, we don't put the money back into the ports. So that's why we have our crumbling port infrastructure. So the heart of our bill is, I think, some common sense reforms that are long overdue. I know this, this strikes fear into the heart of um, people in Washington. And then stop and think about it. If we streamline the process, do they need to take forever in a day to make an approval? Instead of 100 and, well, there's nothing 160 days. Instead of, a, you know, two years, can we shorten it to one year? The average time for an approval of a, a transportation project, if the Fed gets involved, is about seven years, if you're lucky. But don't tell me you can't do it. Oprah and I were on the floor the day 
that the bridge collapsed between Minneapolis and St. Paul. We said, let's get this done. Get her done. So we did. I stood on that bridge two weeks before they opened it, uh, and I held a press conference. It would be 437 days before they completed the bridge. That's not just doing the study. I mean, the study could take you six or seven years. That was everything, the bridge opening 437 days. And don't tell me if you're an environmentalist that Mike is running over environmental uh, you know, requirements. That's baloney because we can, we can run some of the approvals just like we did there uh, concurrently rather than consecutively. And you know that bridge was built probably 40 years ago. It wasn't a safe bridge. It wasn't built to current standards. The bridge I, we put in place is a safe bridge. People will not die or will not collapse when they go over it. The bridge that was built was built with every environmental whistle and bell that is required by the federal government. And instead of waiting six or seven years just to do the paperwork, we have six or seven years in which we've improved the quality of the Mississippi River and we, have, we are mitigating any of the runoff and things that uh, wouldn't be done for that period. While some person, I have to choose my words carefully, in uh, DOT was uh, at different levels with uh, granting approval. I think we have some good policy. Now, I don't do the financial side, as you know. That's the speaker. Um, the history of this is that, uh, you know, I started out, uh, we have some tough requirements, and we should have them. We're going to have $17 trillion in debt by the end of this year. Uh, it, it, it's mind-boggling uh, what's been spent and uh, trying to, just trying to condense or cut any, any programs. But, um, we, we can't spend recklessly. Uh, the rules we set is we had to have a pay for. I don't raise the money, as you know, that comes from other committees. And, the, and we went along trying to move the process forward on the basis of a limited amount of the revenue that was just coming into the trust fund. But everybody knows that wouldn't work. We had to find another source, and we did find, I think, responsible source. The speaker tied it into energy, so when you have additional energy production, and if you didn't see, go watch tonight's news. The president is a pro-energy, pro-drill, he's a pro-pro pro kind of guy. Even if we only build like half of the pipeline, uh, the, the uh, Keystone pipeline, I get you a lot of oil, won't it? <laughs> but then he can call his good friends like Hugo Chavez and somebody in Nigeria and. Uh, and somebody in the Middle East, and we can get a lot more reliable and uh, a lot more money there. So that doesn't work. But what we've done is said, how about some domestic production? How about expanding, expanding our capacity? And then instead of the trust fund, which is going downhill, and that's at the pump we're getting it, why not go to the well? And we can actually have an increase in revenue as we uh, provide ourselves additional energy resources, lower cost. You like the cost? I just paid $4.45 for regular. You get screwed up here at this Gulf station. <laughs> if I wasn't in a hurry, I am so cheap, I will never do that again. If I had just a minute more, I would have gone four blocks down. But uh, uh, that's outrageous. And it could get worse. Well, uh, you can't just, you know, you can't say no. You've got to have uh, good, viable solutions and a way to fund this long term. I wasn't happy with the transit people. We gave them 
five years of funding. They go, oh, we got to be in a trust fund that's losing money and going bankrupt. Please put us in the trust fund. So we put them in the trust fund. I set up a separate alternative fund. They don't pay anything into it. We're the source. The, the okay, I got to choose. I can't call them idiots. That would be the The unthinking uh, wouldn't, wouldn't go there. So now. Uh, to get the votes I need to move forward. This is to, this game is called Let's Get the 218. Now we're going to get the 218 with a solution on the horse trailers. We're going to get the 218 with a solution on the fly ash. And we're going to get, I mean, everybody now, instead of, you know, here, here's 20 million, here's 40 million for your bridge or your project. Shut up, sit down, let's get this bill passed up. That's not the game anymore. It's responsibility, and uh, I am, uh, I'm pleased to have inherited that responsibility. It does make it tough. I'd rather debate uh, policy than the failure of this nation uh, and, and have it turn into a Greece or some entity that... Uh, and putting it on our kids' credit card is, is not the way to go, guys. So, you know, so.